Hi, I'm Jack. And I'm Kevin. This is Good Company in the Car. Hi, Jack Kerouac. <laughs> I'm bringing it back. <laughs> Hi, how are you? I'm fine, thanks. I always thought the Jack Kerouac stuff was garbage. The, the Beat Poets and all that stuff in Ginsburg, none of that ever did anything for me. I know I had to... What book would you have been assigned in high school? On the school? road. Probably. So there was a Jack Kerouac book that yeah, I remember yeah. reading. No, but, I didn't read it. I, but, I tried reading some no, of No, well, it was for school. It was yeah. an assigned book. Yeah. Did you yeah. see the Johnny Depp movie he made where he's supposed to be Jack Kerouac? No. Okay, good. Me I neither. don't have any interest me in Me neither. No. Because I'm not that, that I, I hate to make it sound like it, but that sounds so hippie-ish. It is. I'm it's so gross like, hippie stuff. And it's I'm just it's like, gross oh, proto-hippie oh, stuff. And I'm, for, my sister's a hippie. It's fine. No, but, it's, yeah. you know. Pretend you're in a pub in Britain right now. <gasps> this is what you're going to hear over here at every table. Did you get your jab? No, I haven't got my jab yet. And when are you getting your second jab? <laughs> Monday next. Me mom doesn't believe in jabs. Me two little brothers died from polio. <laughs> it's just everything is. I listen to BBC News. That's if they can, they go out of their way to say jab. The, the jab is approved by Johnson and Johnson. The Pfizer vaccine has not approved. Maybe Monday next. BBC. <laughs> I do wish I spoke more eloquently. I I, I try. What I don't like about the British, the English in particular, is everything is slang. Everything is slang. You can't refer to anything by what it's called. It's what always is the, be... What is the one? Wh- wh- it's not Cockney. What is the one where everything rhymes? They, Cockney they... rhyming slang. Yeah, yeah, slang. yeah. yeah. They yeah, made yeah, fun because yeah. they made fun of it in uh, Austin Powers really bad. But yeah, yeah. Oh, he's telling porkies. What? What's that? What? Porkies. It means lies. Pork pies. Pork, pork pies. Porkies. Means lies. Pork pies yeah. means lies. What? And yeah, and it's just there was a doctor who if you ever listen watched doctor who there was a doctor who where the oh oh oh, oh uh, pigs and berry you know like she yeah. was trying to fit in and yeah. she was doing that they're all looking at her like what the hell's wrong with you it was kind of funny anyway it's get your jab yeah get your jab <laughs> i i'm not i haven't gotten a, a booster Boost yet gotta call it a jab well, the jab. I I have no. My thing is, is I'm not against it at all. It's just time management to go get it. That's I don't know all. if we're qualified to get the new jab yet. Oh, you're not. I don't think uh, we are. No. Okay, but maybe Monday next. Okay, <laughs> in a fortnight. In a fortnight, mate. Get it out of the fridge. Go to the loo. Don't down you the know? Pub. I'm a wattle baby. <laughs> there was some really. I was in fifth grade, and it was on HBO, and it was called The Water Babies or something like that. Oh, Water Babies. Yeah, I and remember I, that. I remember Water oh, Babies. It was a, a password. Wa- wa- baby. It was, it was a, a cartoon about little kids and they lived in the creek or the river or something. And they yeah, were water- yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. And then in a movie, it was a war movie, Water Baby was the password. Uh-huh. Water Babies. Water Baby. <laughs> and until we get that tooth of yours fixed, you can have a British mouth so you can speak with a British accent. <laughs> I would so stab you. That's, you that, have really good Haven't teeth. you noticed? I don't know if you've noticed or not. I can't hide it when I'm talking. Yeah, you can. I, I, well, I, you can hide it pretty well. But have you? I don't know if you've noticed or not. When you're smiling. <laughs> you don't see it when I smile anymore. No, you don't. No, I, I, I have noticed that. Yeah, you have noticed that. <laughs> I do not your smile. Your chin's much stronger in my photos chin, my, li- my bottom lip covers my teeth now until I get my tooth fixed. Okay, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I digress. We are ah, diving back in. I, see, friends, we do that. It's my fault. I always drag <laughs> us off the subject. not a problem. 
the uh, I love Forensic Files is like a bag forensic of potato chips to me. Files. I can't stop watching them because they're just they're so no. Short. But earlier when we were talking, when you got here, we started talking, and you were starting talking about other ones, and it was ringing that, a bell. And I was like, oh yeah, 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 I know, oh yeah, yeah, I know that one. So that's because I I love those kind of shows too, and the Forensic Files are just so easy. Yeah, they're, they're a perfect it's like format. A, it's, like a, it's like a Stouffer's frozen lasagna. Yeah, so yeah, you're peasy. never going to be disappointed. They you know exactly deliver. what it's going to taste like. Yeah, it's like going like. to McDonald's. <laughs> it's like going to McDonald's, exactly. But that's great. So this is uh, Forensic Files. Forensic Files. Season 14. Season 14. Episode 14. Episode 14. And of course, they've always got to be a little kooky with the title, so it's Fate Date. Fate Date. And we start out, this is in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Have you ever been to Oklahoma? No, I haven't. I haven't either. I've been to Kansas. Uh, okay, that works. <laughs> well, well, the reason I said that is because Kansas City, Kansas City, Oklahoma, Kansas City, Tech, Kansas. I've been to o- I've been to Kansas. I feel like I'm, if you've been to Kansas, you feel like you've been to Oklahoma. And I I think the whole Midwest is, is sort of yeah, real samey. Sorry, That's what I hear yeah, from people who've been yeah, there. Yeah. Tell us anyway, how Oklahoma gets Oklahoma, on Oklahoma, average. Oklahoma. That was from Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Dirty <laughs> Rotten Scoundrels. And Steve Martin's running around in the back with a pen. Oklahoma, oh, Oklahoma, uh, Oklahoma. Yeah. I used to do that all the time. Anyways. Uh, okay. They, uh, uh, calm down. Calm, get, yeah, calm down. Quick compress. Quick compress. Tulsa, Oklahoma. God, let me get this in. Okay, sorry. Gets an average of over 3,911 calls every night. 3,000 every night. Just every night. I can see that. No, Tulsa, y'all got to take a step back and handle some of these things yourself. 3,000? Tulsa's not that big. Well, coming from a point of the only experience I have is Mrs. Evans was a 911 operator. She got a call at least one call every five to ten minutes and I, that's yeah, a par- small small parkersburg town. i i don't i still think you need to calm down tulsa <laughs> so the episode begins with a chilling 911 call this guy kenneth is called in and he's reporting a fire so this is in february of 2003 i can see flame but i can't always see smoke i mean the back of the house is lit up i want your name the 911 operator told Kenneth to stay on the line as firemen raced to the scene. Then something strange happened. It appeared that there was some sort of interaction with somebody maybe that was walking up to him. Is that fire in there? Huh? Okay. Hello? Hello? And when you learn later what just happened, it's heartbreaking. It really is. And it's, you know, the. It's really. So, firemen arrive very quickly. uh, They get the house fire under control very quickly. Uh, They find uh, him in front of the house, slumped over the wheel of his car, car. and he's got a few bullets in his head. Oh, can you... And then you wonder why I'm always scared to be the Good Samaritan. You are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are. And and in this instance, you would have been right to be like, stay there at the scene of the fire. They told... The Mm -hmm. 911 caller said, will you please remain there? Right. She she hadn't said that, like, get out of there, but that's not what you do. But again, me, I'm like, why is this person approaching me? Why is this person approaching me? He lived just over a mile away and was... uh, 
returning home from a party. We meet Mark Davis, who's Kenneth's friend, who is at the same party. And did you notice on his lower third, it says... PhD. Mark Davis, PhD, leaning over the shoulder with the producer. Now, make sure you put PhD on there. But we don't normally do that unless you're part of the... Big Bang Theory. Those people are very proud of their degrees. I just think it's funny because I can see the producer being like, you know, we don't normally give credentials unless you're part of the investigate. You put that on there. I didn't go to four years of graduate school to not be a PhD. But did you see the picture that was up in the corner uh, that was of Kenneth? No, that's later. Oh, that's later. Oh, the one when he's in the outfit? Yeah. Okay, we gotta wait. That was, oh, that wasn't then? Okay, okay, okay. And, because uh, that's when I noticed the PhD. Oh, no, all, I noticed the first time around. All the nerds got together. Look so, at him. here you go. That's just horrific. No one ever thinks the Good Samaritan is going to be a victim. So inside the home, the firefighters come across the body of a man in the kitchen who looks like he's been ambushed. He's been shot once in the back of the head, and somebody's put a blanket over him. Which I, Why would you do that? This goes to, this has been uh, one, of, one of those uh, psychological studies. Uh-huh. If the if the person who has killed somebody covers them, yeah. there's guilt, there's remorse, there's That's all it. that stuff. That's it. So this, this dum-dum who kills these people. I guess he feels a bit guilty. I, is it like, so they can't look at him? I don't. Yeah, but there had to one, been more. This is one of the ones where I'm like, there's got to be more to the story yeah, than that. Very so, strange. But in yeah. the bedroom, they find a woman with a pillow over her head, and she's got a couple of slugs in her skull. And they very quickly identify the victims as 51-year-old Fred Barney and his 42-year-old wife, Rebecca. And I think they are a good-looking couple. It wouldn't be a Forensic Files episode, God bless them, if we didn't get some FaceTime with a no-nonsense local TV reporter who covered the case. And in this episode, that role will be played by the stylish Lori Fulbright. His body is right there, and he's covered up with a rug. And a woman in a back bedroom. She's naked and shot several times in the head through a pillow, like someone was trying to muffle that sound. Roger Smith is a detective. He's working the case, and they immediately tried to get a connection between Kenneth and the Barneys, but there's no connection. He lived a mile away yeah, from yeah, yeah. So we find out that those two are going through an amicable divorce. They've they been married definitely are. I'll tell you that right I don't, now. Yeah, I th- they don't have any kids, so they decide that they're just going to live separately in the same house. Well, until and- I think I think that they were doing it for financial reasons, and but they still seem to get along. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't seem to, have, according to the friends or whatever. Yeah, no, that they, they were very chummy. It was one of those like consciously uncoupled, yeah, and you yeah, know, yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow and what's his name. So investigators find her clothes folded up in a neat pile in the dining room with her glasses on top of that. That and, was bizarre. And they they just they can't make heads or tails out of that. So the firemen establish very quickly that the fire is. Uh, intentional, but Jesus Christ, of course it's intentional. And they look behind the stove and it's been cut. But I mean, well, of course, if, is it not going to be just our, a coincidence? If, that, our good, if our good Samaritan had not called the 911 or whatever, yeah. the house would have been They far pointed more out, damaged. yes, that the, the, all, so much of the evidence would have been lost, the uh, bodies would have been burned. So they were going to get this guy. Yeah. But, you know, I like that the firefighters quickly determined. But uh, here we are with Mark Davis, PhD again. I remember him mostly for his last act, and that was trying to help somebody in need. That's my first memory of him when I think of Kenneth. 
And this is where the picture you're the, talking about. And then about. they show the picture of Kenneth up in the corner, and he's wearing a knight's So costume. you know what he was, Kenneth. They were LARPs. LARPer. Not, he was a LARPer. Well, they, but the, I, I mean, know. well, you know, I would... <laughs> I'm not going to say that's something that I want, that, that, but I think it could be fun. I, I think came it across, would be fun. we came across LARPers outside of yes. uh, up in the the casino, mm. out in a remote field. It was the funniest damn thing. Let's just buy a section of wood and clear a lot of sections. Oh, out. Sell to and the LARPers and rent it out for the LARPers. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, you poor gentle nerd. You died a greater hero than you knew. <laughs> but uh, I bet you anything that they were playing Dungeons and Dragons at the party he was coming home from. Well, Come on, possi- Dungeons and very Dragons. Possibly. <laughs> and they've got the whole so, setup. There are so many games. Like Dungeons and Dragons has become the generic name for uh, all of those. All the role playing. But yeah. you know they were playing a role playing game yeah, and they had like a little yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, The Cones of Dunshire. Did you see that in Parks and Rec? Fred was clearly caught off guard, and we know this because he was making a sandwich and we he's see the evidence for the sandwich. He's making a sandwich. And it was no Dagwood. There was there was very little meat in there, you know? <laughs> that was just during the reenactment. You don't know what the real No, no, no. The, that was the that was not a reenactment sandwich. That was the real sandwich that photo that that was a photo of evidence there was a picture of the actual yeah the they took a picture I of it i thought was the reenactment no sandwich. that was not a reenactment sandwich oh, that, was good a, Lord. that was the actual sandwich oh my god they're going in for the full details now <laughs> on the forensic file clearly rebecca was the primary target because of she's naked the uh there's no sign that the house was broken into right. so they figure they knew the attacker and since they show the guy, the reenactment Fred, who does not look. I think real life Fred was better looking than reenactment Fred. You were, listen, they're like, look, we need a gray haired guy. Okay, we got these five gray haired guys. I wonder if they told him there'd be partial nudity because when he's making the sandwich, he's got a shirt top off and he's just there to the, when they're casting call. Oh, that's hilarious. I didn't even know. <laughs> There's some partial that. nudity. And of course, the actress, the actress who played Rebecca looked just like. She looked pretty good. Well, that's because the hair. This is well, because of the hair. Yeah. In the back bedroom, nothing is missing, but they find in the back bedroom or the back office that the computer tower is gone. That's right. The so only thing missing. So the from man's the house. dead in the kitchen, the woman's dead in the bedroom, the house has not been ransacked, there's nothing gone missing, there's no signs of, of robbery. Anything. And, and, and even the, do- the police are like. There's TVs and jewelry and these nice things or whatever. Oh, oh, just the computer. Do you think the computer might be tied to the crime? <laughs> so Detective Scott Wanzer with the badass flat top. Did you see that? Yes. If I had that many hair follicles, he's, a t- he's in Oklahoma. He's not look be, like a tough guy. Would you be tempted to have a flat top if you had that I think full of that, that I hair? I think flat top is a nice hairstyle. I've had I had them when I was much much. You did not. I, I thought your hair was like out of my flop. real world. When I once I moved away, I tried a lot of different things. I, <laughs> I would yeah, but when my hair is really Sure, you know, you could do it, but that was when I had hair. My hair uh, fell out by the time. And unless I you're in a rockabilly band, I don't think a flat top is appropriate, but that's no. just me. See, I'm around too many uh, government, yeah. uh, ex cops, ex military stuff like that. So I'm around a lot of flat tops. Okay. Well, Detective Scott is here to be Captain Obvious. To me, that clearly showed very quickly that there's a, there's a computer angle on this crime, there's an internet angle on this crime. So earlier that night, they were at Arnie's, which Arnie's. was their regular bar. It's about a mile away. It's an Irish now pub. Now this, I know you're getting into this. This is a little bizarre. Go ahead. Okay, well, they show up. All three of them show up. So Fred goes on the date I, with her. She takes him around the bar. She never introduces him by name, but she says, here's my new internet boyfriend. Here's my 10-inch cowboy. 10-inch that- cowboy! They described him as a really tall guy. He was well over 6'4", six, 6'5". She's introducing him that night as, this is my new internet boyfriend. So that's just bizarre. That is very bizarre. And Fred... Especially in 
Oklahoma. Well, yeah, and and then Fred was there, and everybody said Fred was looked really grumpy, really tired. He well, just got back from a business like, trip, you know. Yeah. So I think Rebecca invited him along to be a bit of a cock blocker, just in case the guy ended up being kind of weird. Well, and she was he, right. See, it's just it's because me in my head, I'm like, well, would not you when you do that? And I'm like, because it's it's women, because women have a whole other level of security they have to worry about. Yes, absolutely. So it is funny to me that I'm sitting here literally <laughs> thinking that's really crazy, and yet I'm thinking, oh, that's makes actually, a lot of sense. Lot- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I just, just her walking around and like this is my new internet boyfriend with Fred sitting right there, and it's the whole that whole vibe would have been so uncomfortable if I knew well, what was but, going on. But I think. I don't think it was uncomfortable for people because everybody knew that they knew each other. I meaning that their divorce and 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 all that kind of stuff. And maybe they did get along that well. Yeah. They may Again, have been I, I think she brought her along, and it's like this guy's weird. Stay by my side if he's not. But it, they didn't go into it. But they could have been swingers. They could have been, but I don't think it, I don't think they were. I, At her autopsy, they realized she is on her monthly cycle, and you so mean her period. <laughs> okay, you, 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 oh, your monthly people are going to be. Monthly, it's like what the hell? Is I don't know. I, she's I don't, on her period. Be, so oh, she's, she's on, her, on the rag. Oh, geez. So <laughs> they, uh, so re, re, uh, recovering his DNA from that situation is going to be problematic. But, and this reminds me of maybe something if one of the EMTs was you or your sister, you get there, all hell is breaking loose. But a smart, quick thinking EMT person put two and two together real quick and took swabs from her neck and her chest, just swabbed it, thinking that there might be some DNA there. And there was. Good for and so that's very clever. So they they process it, they put it into CODIS, but they don't get a hit. So you're quick thinking Evan's counterpart, although <laughs> it was smart, it didn't. <laughs> no, we please, it's Christina. She'd walk in. Ah, oh, shit. Let me go get a cigarette first. And she'd go back out. Have her, and then we go. Okay, let's do this. And she's donning all the rubber gear. That's very funny. So they they find that Rebecca has printed out some of her emails. Now, but now, what the date on this again was 2003, wasn't yes. it? I will admit, look to the left, look to the right. That back in 2003, when when the computer uh-huh. as i make a, a yeah, hand gesture <laughs> as i make a hand gesture towards me. i know there's a desk under there somewhere was, well, oh it's not that bad but my computer is still visible but mm-hmm. you know and it's I probably from 2003 I, no i think it's about 10 years old i haven't used my desktop computer in so long i don't i know everything on it's out of date yeah I haven't used oh, it absolutely so ever since the advent you know once once tablets and iphone well, I, anyway, my point I was just trying to say is, back in the day when you got into the chat rooms and Google Chats or no AOL and and uh, 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 MSN and all that stuff, you if you got in a good chat with somebody, you would save and print them out because. They often lost them. I made little files. <laughs> oh, you know. So I'd have I'd have a little like a little you know paper clip with you know. Oh, this is the. Did you, you have know. a steaminess rating? Like well, the no, not necessarily, <laughs> but just because because you know you're on the computer and they don't know who the hell else you're talking to. Yeah. You could be sitting at a computer and be talking to 10, 15 other people at the same time, using the same lines back and forth, yeah. and you don't remember. So I would keep little. Well, she, I, that's what I she did. For, what, yeah. So. 
yeah, she, and they showed it. It was a dot matrix printer. It which was. was even funnier. Uh, she, they find out that uh, the guy's his email is cowboy for you with a f- number four sixty seven. I so wanted it to be sixty nine, but no. Well, I'm assuming it was his age. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, they have a bunch of yeah. He was born in sixty seven. They have yeah. a bunch of really, really highly sexually charged emails between the two of them, and her photos. Well, the ones they showed weren't that sexually. Well, they, hers. They said hers were much more subdued. Uh, we get to see them. You know, I don't know if Forensic Files should have shared them. There's nothing, there's nothing you know, well, scandalous, but as she's been through enough. They weren't even, well, to me, they were not scandalous at all. She, They were suggestive. You couldn't see anything. You would, you could see more if she was wearing a two-piece bathing suit than what you saw in those pictures. But what was funny to me was <laughs> the next, the part. The next uh, part where the I'm prosecutor s- describes what um, right. Cowboy for You is, is his photo? Yeah. He attached a picture of apparently himself, uh, a picture of his penis with a ruler right next to it. So that so, what a what so a, I'm what gonna, a okay. Here's what a, a little, dick. No here's pun a, oh Jesus, no pun intended. <laughs> so here's a little advice from good company in the car. Here's a little <laughs> advice to listen, all the men again. out there, no matter how old or young you, women do not right, right. want the unsolicited a dick, dick pic. pic. <laughs> they do not want one. Guys don't want them either. <laughs> if you well, that's true. If you send one to a, a specifically a female. Yeah, it's, it's if it's, it's an unsolicited so picture or she did this not. This might have been unsolicited. I am telling you, she has showed it to everybody she knows, <laughs> all her friends. The unsolicited one. I think she wanted this detail. one. I, Perhaps, I, I, but yeah. she did not have those kind of pictures to send back out. Well, she was trying to keep up, but, th- but that's- what I'm saying, my point of this is, maybe he was a little more, you know, oh, raring you, to go. Wait, what? No, he clearly was. He what? clearly well, was. Then, so he sent these pictures to her that, and they were talking about them and they did not say her pictures. They said her pictures were much, much more modest. Mm-hmm. That would lead me to believe that there were no fully nude or high close up or whatever dra- dramatic. What was it? Dramatic, cl- dramatic close up. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, anyway, there used to be a joke about it where they would go in really close for close ups. There was a joke on TV. Anyway, I lost that. Anyway, there were not pictures of her that equaled the pictures he sent. No. And I think that makes sense when men and women are exchanging photos. The guy's going to well, be not more now. Attention. Now it's a whole different thing. Now they've got to tell 13 year olds not to send naked pictures of themselves. Oh, unbelievable. So it's just a completely different world now. Sergeant Mike Huff, who has a big tender heart, he's a bit of a teddy bear. What he saw in those photos was a woman trying hard to find love, and he he just saw how well she just looked lost to him. In one of the emails that that I uh, viewed, um, it, it was sad because you could tell that Rebecca was trying real hard. She was lonely, kind of a lost soul. So we now see a douchey picture of Cowboy sixty nine for you. Think it's- and he's wearing glasses. That, he's uh, got a glasses and, no. and a cowboy hat on. But maybe he's well. First of all, to say that he's a cowboy <laughs> is know. rather amusing. It's not, it's, yeah. He lives in Oklahoma <laughs> with his mother. I don't think he has any horses or works in the uh, <laughs> livestock industry. There is nothing wrong with saying you're a cowboy if you're a cowboy. Uh-huh. But it's like me saying I'm a cowboy because I own cowboy boots. It doesn't work. Yeah, like the closest that. thing to riding a horse is. A Trojan for him. <laughs> I know. Oh God, that. Oh geez, that was a really bad dad joke. Okay, I hope you don't cut that one out. I'll okay, leave it then. in just for you. Yay! <laughs> That's funny. Flat Top Scott is back, and it took me this second time to see that he actually has a soul patch too. 
I'd venture to say every crime that occurs these days probably has a digital component. There's going to be some type of communication utilizing the internet or some type of cell service. Did you see that? I did not notice that. Um, <laughs> this is 2011 when this came out, and he speculates, he's, God, this guy makes the most obvious observations, that every crime is probably going to have some sort of a digital element. This crime happened in 2003. Yes. So this is at the beginning, the beginning of the computer dating world, blah, blah, blah. So I would like to stress again to the good company in the car, listeners, Everything is traceable and trackable. A picture you take on your on your on your cell phone yeah. has got no, it's everywhere. It's got everywhere. It's it pings, got, it goes, it, it gets yeah, stored. They're, they're, everything you can't no, all of that stuff. And then they go, oh, we, I use the disposable. The, no. the tra- they're trackable. No. Everything's tra- everything is trackable. Everything is trackable. Okay. So they have deduced now that Wild Ivy, this and in the email exchange is Rebecca, and the cowboy is computer science student James Kidwell. He lives with his mom in Gore, Oklahoma, which is 90 miles away. He's divorced. He has a few kids. He's got everything going for him. Can't you just He's got him? everything going for him. <laughs> his mom and James, what mom? Jimmy, you left your Jimmy, cereal bowl in there. Get in here, James. Yeah. He lives in a trailer park with his mom. And it's, oh, I didn't realize it was a trailer park. I was, or, that. Yeah, I think they were double wides. But I don't know. No that, double wide shaming. Not double wide shaming. Yeah, nothing wrong with trailers. My grandmother lived in a trailer. In Florida, trailers weren't that bad. No, they so weren't. Uh, so they call the Gore Police Department because the cops are putting two and two dudes together and they want to get him in crazy coincidence gore police already have him in their custody they pulled him over for something and he's got some sort of violation he's got a loaded gun in his car and they've they've got him in police and then custody. they show the interior of his car and it's a it look, yeah, train wreck it, 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 it looked gross my car's dirty that's gross yeah that just gross. it's disgusting yeah. and they figure that when rebecca saw his car she was like big dick or no i'm this is not the guy for me actually when they that's, uh, funny. <laughs> that's what they actually said that's really um, funny that is yes i yeah that was really so funny. when they arrested him in gore he was with a woman that he met online only 12 hours after he had committed this crime. He was back on the internet trolling for another woman. In a weird way, I actually was like, well, maybe he didn't do it. Oh, no, no. I mean, that's some cold shit, It is cold, but they've got him dead to rights, and I don't even know if that expression means. Oh, you're getting to that. Okay. okay, okay. Yeah, so they interviewed the girl that he was going out with, and she was like, hell to the no, I want to get away from him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She said she didn't want to go out with him. She regretted going out with him at that. She was absolutely scared. I mean, just kind of invaded this young lady's life. I mean, she definitely uh, felt uh, threatened by it. So naturally, the cops grab his computer, and they find the exchanges with Wild Ivy and the, the vestigial footprint. They're the only ones he tried to delete from yes, his computer. isn't that a, it's And hysterical. they see that he has stopped trying to communicate with her. You know, oh, and if he hadn't done this, he would have, yeah, her. immediately, he immediately stops communicating with her. There are no phone calls. There's no texts, nothing. And so he clearly knows she's dead. And also on his computer, whoever was using it, and I have to believe it was not his mom, was following the case really I, closely. This like, goes back to how many times have I joked with you? I'm like, if I if anybody ever looked at the shit I look up online, how long does it take for acid to dissolve bodies? Yeah, yeah. How, long, <laughs> but, uh, how long does it take for beetles to strip the flesh off bones? And that how, bordello in New York yeah, City. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Child <laughs> prostitutes at the turn of the century. I'm like, oh my God. It doesn't get it's not good. So they pull him in. They, they show him this overwhelming evidence. And he's now he changes his story. He says, He told us he, Rebecca, and Fred did go to Arnie's bar that night. And he told us that he was only there probably five to ten minutes before uh, he left heading back to Gore, Oklahoma. 
Yeah, I actually was at Arnie's. I met them there. I was there for maybe five or ten minutes. But when I saw she showed up with Fred, I knew it wasn't going to be. I wasn't. Nothing was going to go down. So I just left. What did they find in his laundry? I don't know. I thought she was. They found a shirt and a pair of pants that had rust-colored stains on it. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, so no, he's, no, no, no. They, they had been washed. They found this in the washing no, no, no. machine. They had and, been and, washed. So he is. He's like, why did I wear my favorite shirt tonight when I possibly got murders? Uh, I'll put a little uh, shout on here. These will be good as new. I bought these at Kmart. They're good for a few more murders, right? Kmart. See, that's what back. happens with the with the synthetic fabrics. They suck up the blood. They hold on to it. Yeah. So they check it, and of course, it's her blood. Why would you keep that? That's so funny. But it's it's not a suit. Although it matches her blood, it's only a one in twelve thousand match. It's not a super strong DNA. It's it's not her blood. It's not See, a that's full what, profile. But then again, I think this has a lot to do with the time. Frame. This was back in two thousand three. Man, they got it now, and it's like it's one in a ninety nine point nine 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 millionth of a chance that this is. It was like know. fragmented DNA, right. but they were able to say it's a one in twelve thousand match, but it's not a one in five thousand million gazillion match so now they go they've got some dna evidence from her that's got her dna and some male dna in there they do a male only ystr chromosome search which where that sounds really technical i know they're only searching for the male y chromosome they're able to isolate it and it's his so here we go because you know how forensic files always gives us the wrap up and they're like so here's what actually happened that night she makes plans to meet with him at arnie's she brings Fred along. Fred's her wingman. If she doesn't think it's going well or doesn't like him, it's going to be, yeah, anyway, well, we're going home. Okay. So she parades him around the bar, my 10-inch boyfriend, my cowboy boyfriend. They go back to the house. Fred goes upstairs and gets changed. He's trying to put the moves on her, whether she doesn't like him or she's on her period and doesn't want to have sex because of that. She resists his advances. Fine. He storms out to his car, turns around, comes back in with his 22-gauge pistol, Walks into the kitchen, shoots Fred in the back of the head. She comes running down. He points the gun at her, tells her to get undressed. That's why we find her clothes in a neat pile in the dining room. Assaults her, puts the pillar overhead, shoots her three times in the head, grabs their computer, thinking he's removed any evidence from the crime. Yeah. Walking down the street back to his car, he sees Sees Kenneth in the car, walks over to him. We hear him on the 911 call saying something. Boom, boom, shoots him, I think, three times as well, gets in his car, goes home, and he thinks he's gotten away with it. Okay, so my only problem with this is it doesn't make sense about her taking her clothes off and folding them. Uh, yeah, I don't know why she folded it, but they, they showed the, the crime scene photo. They're neatly I folded. Them. So I saw That's how come when you, we said they're, they're folded and her glasses were on top. I, you know, when you're in that kind of fear and panic mode as you're taking them off, maybe nonsensically so, just being like folding them up and putting them down and, and just trying to maybe get a that's little... That's one thing I, I remember... I can't imagine. I remember some one of those stupid crime shows I've watched and the, the bad guy, the really, really bad guy says, he says, all you got to do is give them a little bit of hope. Oh, the, 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 yes, the, and that's how you can that's doing how you what keep you tell doing them to do. What you do. Maybe, maybe he's like, yeah. just put him down, I'm not going to... Because I'm, I'm trying to think of what would what could have possibly been the alternative to the way it happened because she was naked in the bed and then she took her... And then did he kill her first and the pillow made covered the noises and then he went right out and killed the... No, no, just, no, killed the husband first, yeah. walked up behind him, shot him in the kitchen. She comes out, 
He tells her to take off right. her clothes. But that take your clothes off. It has to be that sequence. She he can't be assaulting Rebecca with the husband in the house, not hearing I know, it. I know. Why, why, why is that timeline I, I, no, no, problematic? No, no. I, I don't timeline wise. I get it, but it just seems. I'm telling you, if someone's holding a gun, take your clothes off to me. I'm not going to fold my clothes in a nice neat pile. Uh, I, I I'm just saying that's they showed the photo of it, and, and then you I'm see thinking it. like you know, in the past when you've lived with somebody, chances I, I, are highly unlikely their bedrooms weren't. Right next to him, I in the think in her panic to do anything to delay yeah, the inevitable. I'm, I'm not that taking him off. You know what I mean? I'm not, not going to rush, get naked as fast yeah. as I can. I'm, you know, she's thinking of what she's going to do, folding up her clothes, delaying. That just okay. So, so okay. That, you know, that I'm, not, sense? I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with anything. I'm just saying it was disturbing to me when they showed the picture of the it's clothes. All things disturbing. I, yeah. I, but I'm saying because I pick out those weird things. Yeah. Yep. And. In the dining room with the gun, take your clothes off, and she folds them. Mm-hmm. That just seems really I, I say she's stalling. I say she's stalling. Uh, very possible. I, I, very, I hope glasses, I never find out. <laughs> the glasses on the the glasses on the top of the folded clothes really bother. Yeah. Really bother. Well, me. a year later, he gets life without parole. Ten inch dick you or not, do, you're going on the river. <laughs> did you do any of an up, kind of an update on him? I have not. Um, Prosecutor echoes your greatest fears at the very end. Nothing you put on a computer is going to disappear unless it's at the bottom of a lake or is somehow destroyed in a fire. It's going to follow you even if you think you have destroyed it. That stuff on your computer never well, goes away. It never, ever, never, ever, unless ever, the computer ever, is consumed by fire. Did, I don't know. Did they mention? Did they find their computer? Uh, they never found it. Right. Yeah. And they never found the murder weapon. But they didn't need it. The, 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 well, the bullets matched. Yeah. yeah. The, the, uh, yeah. The, the evidence, the circumstantial Oof. evidence was Oof. so overwhelming that, um, yeah. Just imagine, you know, but think about it like I've been on many a blind date. And just imagine like, you know, oh, yeah, look at what I got. Uh-huh. And then like, oh, <laughs> shit. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Not another one. <laughs> Did you do any supplemental research on this guy? Not this guy, no, I didn't. I didn't have a chance to. Yeah, you show up. I, my prince is finally. <laughs> but, no, but I thought it was funny. She's introducing him. This yeah, is my she walked. That's the weird thing. She walked him around the night. Here, here's my big cowboy. And, and, and then I did actually look at pictures of him. I somehow did. I do research on him. I don't think I did. But I uh, the re- the uh, I did a search though because yeah. I'm surprised I didn't look up his mugshot. I'm sure he's not doing well, or he's doing very well actually. That's hilarious. <laughs> the pictures of him during the time, like like right at the time, like I'm assuming it's his arrest records. He was a much more handsome dude, meaning he had the scruff and the hair. So the way he was portrayed, the pictures of him in on the show, he looked kind of dorky. Mm-hmm. So maybe you know he had a look. You know, that he was able to pull off so that he didn't look quite as dorky as he actually Yeah, was. he looked dweeby to me, but... Yeah. All right. Well, that's it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Woo-hoo! We'll be back again with another episode of Good Company in the Car. Who knows what we're going to cover? Au revoir, Bay. Au revoir, Bay. Au revoir, Bay.